Finally, in this Superstar series, we have another piece of fun. But unlike Sir Clarence Lovejoy, this one's for real. Or is it? My name is Natasha Mashinkovska. I am a dermatologist and I'm the vice chair for clinical research at University of California, the Irvine campus. And hi, my name is Christine Pham. I'm an MD. I'm a dermatology resident at the University of California, Irvine Department of Dermatology. Okay, so why this study? Why did you want to find this out? So we actually do a lot of research in alopecia, conditions where the hair falls out. And there is a specific condition that's autoimmune called alopecia areata that actually affects young people, even children, where they lose all of their hair, the eyebrows, their eyelashes, and even their nose hairs. So they are a little bit more prone to having allergies and maybe asthma. So we were trying to find out, is there any relation to like not having nose hairs as the first guard for the respiratory system and how does that affect patients? So Christine at the time was a medical student. So we said, you know, Christine, let's go to the books, all the old anatomy books, like Gray's Anatomy, everything that's out there. And let's find out where are these nose hairs? Are they at the front? Do they go all the way back. Is there 20? Is there 2,000? And we looked and looked, Christine, and we didn't find anything. Yeah, I couldn't find anything at all. Wow. So then I turned to her and I was like, let's figure this out. Let's figure out how we're going to do it and where do we start? And where did you start? So we wanted to figure out how many nose hairs were in each nostril. So we ended up starting in the cadaver lab where we looked at 20 cadavers and we individually counted the nose hairs in each nostril, all done by hand with a great group of undergraduate students with me. And we found that there were about 112 to 120 nose hairs in each nostril, um, non-significant. So it's pretty much equal and very equal between males and females. So the interesting thing, what you said at the end is just to kind of find out where they are, because it was surprising. They were really all up front. So we reached out to our ear, nose and throat colleagues who have cameras that go up the nose because dermatologists would kind of stop at the entrance of the nose but they can go in. So they actually took the study and published a much larger study in humans when they visualized this and captured more of the things in in live people. So it ended up being a bigger study just to kind of qualitatively capture this. Yeah. And why did you want to know the exact number of nose hairs in each nostril? Wasn't it enough to just find out one side? Why both? Well, we don't really know how many nose hairs are in anyone's nose. There's just nothing in the anatomy book. So we thought it would be good to start from there and start counting them. We just wanted to find more about it. Yeah. And what was your reaction to winning this award? (laughs) (laughs) We laughed. It's basically our reaction right now. We chuckled at first. We were very delightfully surprised. But when we looked into the award, we realized that it awards research that makes you laugh, but is also impactful. And I think that's what our research is on nose hairs. It makes you laugh at first, but it is impactful and it does have influence on our patients with alopecia areata. It was funny because one of their ear, nose, and throat colleagues, he's like, oh, we were not named in that. And he's like, well, maybe for the better. Please don't put this online. But I was like, I think you're just jealous, I told her. I was like, I think you yes. that they followed up on our. But yeah, all jokes aside, being a girl in science is a thing on its own. Being an unfunded girl in sciences is a whole nother. We are both either first-generation immigrants or kids of immigrants or immigrants ourselves, like our whole team. We are, in a way, like the team of underdogs that just try to make it all divot. And some people are like, you know, you guys are kind of delusional with all the things you do, but here we go. 
One thing I would like to encourage people is if you identify a problem, take action because you never know what's going to come about it and you might influence change and might make an impact on it. Natasha and Christine at University of California, Irvine with Shelby Traynor. And both winners of the Ig Nobel Prize this year, making you laugh, but then think, as they said just now. The perpetrator of the Ig Nobles is, of course, Mark Abrahams, a mathematician from Harvard, who also writes the final page of New Scientist magazine every week. 